Hello and welcome to Shelf Confidence, a podcast brought to you by the Pennsylvania Food Merchants Association that focuses on trends and innovations in the food and beverage retail industry. I'm Liz Kemry, your host, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Aaron Mercolino Nigro, who is the Senior Director of Chain Sales and Specialty for National Convenience distributors. NCD comprises several divisions, including Allen Brothers Wholesale Distribution, which is a PFMA sponsor and member. So today we're going to be talking about convenience store innovations inspired by millennials and Gen Z. Hey, Aaron, how are you today? I'm doing great, Liz. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being on. My pleasure. This is exciting to be able to talk about something I'm so passionate about and excited about. First off, just tell me a little bit more about your role at NCD. Yeah, so I have a really unique role, and I'm very fortunate enough to have um, such a dynamic role within a growing organization. So I'm the Senior Director of Chain Sales and Innovation, and what that really translates to is I'm responsible for all of the national accounts under the NCD umbrella, um, some that are publicly traded, one large partner happens to be in Philly, um, as well as anything that is 10 or more stores is considered a chain within our organization. So what I do is really support them as far as best practices, go-to-market strategy, um, and the innovation piece, which I'm super excited about, is helping them influence their planograms, making sure that they're offering those sort of products that those millennials and Gen Zers are looking for. So keeping things fresh in their pipeline. That's very cool. And as we're going to get into, um, you know, this is a group that uh, is is very vocal about what they're interested in. So I can't wait to talk more about that. So NCD is the fourth largest convenience distributor in the country, and it includes several divisions. What is the coverage area for the company and who are you serving? Sure. So our um, service reach is from New England, um, from Maine, all the way down into Virginia, out to Pittsburgh as well. We service uh, 15,000 customers, which is pretty exciting and growing. Our primary uh, focus is C-Store, but we do have a large portion of college and university, as well as higher ed for prep schools and that sort of just education in general. In addition to that, we cover the uh, corporate dining umbrella and healthcare um, for the major three food service providers. So it's a really unique perspective from the convenience retail side of things that we have, in addition to traditional C-Stores. Yeah, that is really cool. So it's what I would go and, you know, frequent um, as as a normal C-Store customer, but some also some niche spaces as well, which is pretty cool. So getting into that, you've got this pretty unique perspective. Uh, you get to work closely with colleges and universities, and it's such an interesting age group, and they've really had a lot of influence lately on, on I think, everything, um, especially as, as a lot of those uh, students uh, were really impacted in the last two and a half years by COVID. And so a lot of the, the trends and innovations that we're seeing are sort of coming from the experiences that they were having. So, you know, when you're working with this age group, why is it important to pay attention to what these consumers are looking for? Sure. Well, for me personally, I was able to get into this business um, while the millennials were just getting into college. So about around 14 years ago. And really what the millennials did for the entire consumer packaged goods industry was just really... Um, Bring, take out the junk, bring things back to basics. And they really brought in that functional snacking um, segment, which to me is very exciting. So why do we need to keep, um, they, they really transformed the entire industry of CPG. Um, they wanted something that was to give, give back, something that was offering them some sort of um, help, something that was contributing to their overall health and well-being. So without that rise of that millennial consumer, I'm not sure that we would see these um, significant product attributes and all these things hitting the mainstream as quickly as they did. So having said that, 
you know, these Gen Zers as well, again, super vocal, they know what they want, which to me is exciting. I mean, a lot of generations prior to were just willing to accept what was going on in the CPG world. The fact that now we have this, these vocal demographics who are out there um, keeping the purchasing pipeline fresh, um, that's really why our buyers need to be in tune with what's happening as far as what these up and coming generations want. The college student is our next young professional and soon to be soccer mom. So I think just the evolution of the consumer has been really exciting to watch, make sure we had the pulse on that. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's it's just crazy when I think just about how much it's changed, you know, since I've been growing up, because I guess I hit the high end of the millennial group. <laughs> so I think about, you know, still my mom's impression of like, uh, you know, gas station, uh, you know, food and products and stuff. And uh, when we take long trips, I mean, it's to us, you know, it's it's a lot uh, faster and more convenient. And now, uh, you know, so many options exist to stop at any number of great C-store chains uh, up and down the East Coast, uh, where my my parents might be a little more inclined to want to go still go to a restaurant or, you know, a healthier fast food joint. So um, so it's kind of cool to see how much that evolved just, you know, as I've been growing up and, and kind of, you know, coming into a parent and kids and all the traveling. So what are you finding like, uh, you know, with our current college kids, what do they want from their C-Store experience? Sure. So what they're looking for is they're looking for products with a purpose, products that contribute to something positive. So whether it be brands that are reducing the carbon footprint, brands that are giving back to local communities or ones that are minority owned, women owned, brands that are really contributing to the betterment of society in one way or another, that's really important to this generation because they feel the weight of the world is on their shoulders and it's up to them to start to change things more for the positive. In addition to that, they're still looking for functional snacking, but they are a little bit more junk food, junkie-ish than the millennials were. They're looking for nostalgic products products like Dunkaroos just came back, which we haven't I have seen, seen them that. <laughs> yeah, that was yes, so funny. Cakesters. Cakesters went away for many years. They came, they were in the nineties. They came back again. So they love these nostalgic brands too. Um, something that makes them feel the comfort aspect of it. And they're really looking for brands that are heavily trending on social media, things that they want to be seen consuming. It's no different than that consumer that wants to be seen with the Starbucks cup. These, this generation wants to be seen eating the coolest, newest trending brands. That's such an interesting combination of things because you sort of have, like you said, you've got that nostalgia piece and sort of that comfort food thing. You got almost that product placement thing. Like, I mean, it's not in a TV or a movie, but I mean, everybody's on social media and that's where your, uh, your trendsetters are. Uh, so that's really interesting. And then to, to combine that with making sure that your companies are doing good for you, for your community, for the world. I mean, that seems like a lot to have to fit in. Is, is it exciting? Is it challenging? Like, what does that do for you guys as you're trying to come up with these products. Well, it's really exciting to me to see some of these brands like Kind, for example, has a huge initiative on, you know, kind. they've always focused around how kindness matters, but now they're contributing to charities, you know, that will basically continue to perpetuate those sort of, those sort of initiatives. In addition to that, smaller brands like Lily's Chocolate, which is a stevia sweetened, you know, no sugar chocolate that was recently purchased by Hershey or Pirate's Booty being purchased by Hershey. While it's good and bad because we're seeing these small companies that are no longer small companies, it's great because they're actually now able to grow. They're, they're gaining from all of these grassroots sort of, you know, feel good stories where, where they, they started off from. So, um, it's it's exciting to pioneer these brands, and it's also exciting to see them go and flourish and, and grow, you know, and be bought by these major corporations. So I, I think it's it's very exciting time to be in the CPG world, really. 
Yeah, absolutely. And what are some of those trends that you're seeing today that you uh, foresee going mainstream and sticking around? Local is huge. And basically because of the whole sustainability factor that we're dealing with the supply chain. Um, sustainability before had a totally different meaning, meaning pre-pandemic. Now it is how, how long are these products sustainable? How long can we actually keep them you know, flowing through supply chain? So that as crazy as it sounds, that's actually a trend. If you review the current NAX trends on the traditional consumer versus millennial and Gen Z, there's a lot more alignment now than we've ever seen across. Um, and, and, and sustainability has to be one of them. In addition to that, really just brands um, like rehydration is huge. Products okay. like Liquid IV are taking off like wildfire. And it's not necessarily for what some people would consider to be a hangover recovery or things like that. It's really more that that generation is looking for a more efficient way to consume the amount of water that they need to without worrying about making sure that they drink eight bottles of water okay. a day. So um, rehydration is, is huge, as well as just no sugar or low sugar, sugar alternatives. So things that are sweetened with monk fruit or stevia as opposed to sugar, because we know now we know all the dangers of what sugar is doing to our body. And then from a flavor profile, I'm seeing just a ton of hot honey <laughs> still. It's like, yeah. like Mike, you know, Mike's hot honey is one, one brand that you're seeing everywhere, but on pizza, we're seeing it on donuts. I mean, it's that hot and spicy, you know, blend that is taking off. So it's such a unique, like a unique time to be involved in, in these trends and what's taking place. Yeah, yeah, there's some very cool things going on. And when you're looking at like all this stuff that's sort of coming down the pike, you know, trying new things, seeing what sticks, seeing what's a quick fad, how are you helping your customers to, you know, meet these needs and preferences? Sure. So myself, along with the uh, procurement team and, and our EVPs, will attend several sh food shows throughout the year. We go to the fancy food show in New York City, Expo East out in Philly. There's a sweets and snack show that we attend in Chicago. Uh, we all just came back from from the NAC show in Las Vegas. So, I mean, going to these shows to me is really an integral part of making sure that we have on, our finger on the pulse, making sure that we're not missing anything. In addition to that, really just following industry publications, social, me social media influencers. And from a data perspective, just looking at that Mulo multi-unit outlet just covers such a wider range of products. So it covers grocery, big box, and then we can see what's what's happening in convenience. Convenience is usually the last stop on the bus. We're trying to change that and really get more involved at the beginning, making sure that we're seeing the trends as they're coming out. Innovation is kind of new to, to the C-Store industry, new within the past decade or so. So it's, to me, I'm very excited to be a part of, of that growth within our industry. That's true. It's, you know, it's funny because uh, I don't know if you guys showed any of this stuff. Um, I'd love to hear some of the things that you had at the NAC show in Vegas. My coworker came back with all kinds of goodies. And the one thing that just made me chuckle was, I guess there's a pickle flavor, pickle salt going on. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, yeah. But, you know, something, something different, something new. So we'll have to see if pickle salt sticks around. <laughs> There's also a pickle drink now. There's pickle shots. Um, yeah, I guess it's good for yeah. rehydration as well. So I so your friend is on trend. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so what else did you guys get to do at Vegas? What were you showing people on the floor there? Yeah, it was really awesome. This was our first intro um, as an organization for NCD to have our own booth. So um, it was somewhat experimental to see, you know, really we've attended for many, many years just as, as attendees to see what's going on in the industry. Um, but really, we, we wanted to make a splash. So we just 
wanted to go and show all of our you know potential uh, customers as well as, as existing customers that we're here. We want to grow. We want we want to continue the growth trajectory and expand expand our reach. Um, we showcased our private label, which is Uncle Ed's brand as well as Craft House brand. So we have you know private label candy and trail mixes. Uh, as well as focused on our USDA commissary, which is called Rachel's Food Corp out of the Northern Division of NCD. So just really showing how we can be that one-stop shop provider in the um, convenience retail sector. So it, it was very, very successful and educational for all of us. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. Great. Well, I, we can't wait to hear how you know that unfolds into the next year and kind of where things are going. So in the spring, one thing that Nax came out with was an article highlighting Gen Z dining trends. And uh, so these are things that are impacting the industry. And a, a part of that was a study that Gen Z, uh, as you mentioned, wants functional, better for you snacking. And they also really appreciate a shared dining experience. So, you know, how are you accomplishing that with your products and services and, you know, bringing that to your customers? Sure. So, so one thing that you mentioned is the shared dining experience. One thing that I really love about this generation is they're so inclusive. They want to um, collaborate with one another. They're not big fans of a hierarchical or a hi hierarchy as far as um, leadership goes, but they're very inclusive. And same thing goes with their flavor profiles. They want to mix and mash and blend all these different flavors that, you know, no one really ever thought of before. So um, in the Northern division of NCD, we were, we really pioneered functional snacking. We won several awards as innovator of the year. We pioneered brands such as Amy's Organics and Pirates Booty and Shabani before, well before they were mainstream brands. Uh, we're talking close to 15 years ago now that we launched a lot of these brands. So really just making sure that we're willing to to give new brands a chance and see, you know, what's out there and making sure that we're bringing them to the forefront, you know, letting our retailers be aware of them, just it's about educating them, making sure that they can tie in their marketing team, because you really need to show a presence in these stores. So let the retail, let the consumers know that you're in the game. You can't dabble. You really have to show that you're, that you're in it and you understand this consumer. So that's really where I feel like it's, it's our job to educate those retailers and let them know this is what those consumers are looking for. Yeah, that's key. And I think that, you know, again, uh, you know, as you're talking about this age group, it really is something that like they they want to be understood. They want people to know that, you know, a brand gets them and is authentic about it. And it's not just yeah. you know, something that's just branding like that. It's, there's got to be some kind of connection there. So that's really important and to come out strongly, as you said. You're right. And as far as, you know, like there, there's a big push for multicultural offerings and products yes. that are true imports. And like you said, they, they need to know that it's an actual true imported item. You know, the days of those brands that are, you know, manufactured in the, in the U.S. and slapped on, you know, a noodle bowl, those days are over. We need to make sure that we have true imports. And this is something that we've been pair, um, teaming up with um, local importers to make sure that we're offering those sort of products because this demographic is much more well-traveled than then the Gen Xers, for sure, millennials a little bit more, and Gen Zs are are not afraid to get on a plane and go anywhere. They're very yeah. independent. So, um, you know, really, th these are some of the other trends that we're seeing too: this multicultural and embracing these other cultures and making sure that they're true, showing of of those cultures. Well, and that's a, a great lead into the next thing I was going to ask you. I mean, we, my husband and I were talking about last week. It's just amazing how much our world has shrunk in, in a lot of ways for for great reasons, mm -hmm. great benefits thinking about flavors and different cuisines or different 
ways of snacking, things that you wouldn't maybe have seen, you know, 10 years ago in the U.S.? You know, how do you sort of determine where to go uh, with those trends, with flavors, with I don't want to say unusual, but like maybe unusual for the U.S., you know, things that maybe we would not have seen before and bringing those in, like you said, maybe from some other cultures and areas in the the, uh, world. Sure. So one thing that I, I feel that it's a, it's a benefit to us is that we do have that CNU market where some of these buyers are more in tune with, you know, I'll give you an example, Pocky Sticks. There is a university in Boston, a well-known university in Boston that reached out to me over 10 years ago and said, we need to get these, get this in. And, and nobody in the U.S. really knew what it was. It hadn't even hit the U.S. shelves yet. So just making sure that we are out there, you know, talking to the right importers. You know, I'm personally a foodie. I love to cook. I like to experiment with different flavors and different multicultural cuisine, basically. So, I mean, following on Instagram, following, you know, influencers as crazy as it sounds. I mean, this is really how we're getting a lot of information these days. You know, this morning I was, the butter boards are the newest thing, right? So I don't know if you've seen those. I saw an ice cream board this morning. I'm like, oh man. So I mean, these are things that we should, (laughs) We should, you know, be telling the, these retailers, look, in, yeah. in, in the dining halls, these are opportunities to stay, stay cool, stay on trend, letting these students know that you, you know, what's hip and what's going on. Um, so, you know, from a consumer packaged goods perspective, you know, a lot of the barriers are down, you know, the, the fact that they know now that they, you know, people are willing to try to experiment with Thai food, Thai flavors, Indian food. It's just such a different time, the, the more bold, the better, you know, the more yeah. spicier, the better. So, you know, the gloves are off really anything goes. And I think that just making sure that we are talking to the right, whether it be brokers, importers, manufacturers, and just keeping that pipeline fresh. And, you know, I follow some C stores overseas as crazy as that sounds, mm. but honestly, I think that we're starting to see some of those trends, you know, hitting, hitting the U S as well. So, um, like ramen, vending machines that are, you know, not the Ah. old fashioned hospital vending machines, you know, this is their actual true, true ramen machine. So, I mean, this it's, it's just the whole industry is changing, especially with the labor issues and everything else. I think that this is something that is here to stay really. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we're, we're sort of touching on, but we haven't really talked about how technology comes into all of this, too. So, you know, as you're mentioning, you know, the vending machines or, you know, mm-hmm. where you're sort of looking for trends, but then also like in the customer experience, um, how do you fit tech into, you know, your offerings and the C-Store experience that mm-hmm. makes it a good balance without making it overkill? Sure. So yeah, technology has come such a long way, particularly through COVID with the rise of the digital seniors, you know, people like my parents who are now embracing app or app-based ordering, anything they can do to reduce touch points. So, you know, we do, we have partnered up with a company with NCD that we're able to offer that to our retailers. It's a one platform where it ties in DoorDash and Uber Eats and all of those companies into one. And it helps them, you know, get in that game where they don't have to worry about multiple platforms and multiple offerings, which is really nice bundled up. But also we have some lead lists and opportunities for cashier, you know, cashier list checkout. So self-checkout, which is great. We're seeing huge rise in that and convenience, which it hasn't been, you know, it really hasn't touched this market for quite a while. And now there's the, you know, just walk out technology that we know is taking place. So, you know, this is something just keeping, keeping things relevant. And then really with regard to other technology, which I I guess I would consider, you know, some of the social media stuff to be tied in with technology is our, when we're doing events at college campuses, making sure that the students are, are liking the product on Instagram while they're sampling, 
you know, can they send a video? We're incentivizing students at the campus levels to be seen with mascot throughout the campus that is tied into a product or a brand. So, you know, those digital platforms, things that that really were just irrelevant before are extremely relevant now, particularly on college campuses. So tying in all of those, I think, has really made a significant difference. That's that's a lot of fun, too, um, because I feel like, you know, if you can get a lot of good buzz around a product, it just for the consumer and I'm sure for, uh, you know, the C-Store um, and you guys, it just makes the experience that much better because then it's more of a story to tell. Yes. Absolutely. And it helps build the brand. And in yeah. some of these students, you know, they get really excited about being a part of this process. So, you know, engaging them as much as possible, I think, you know, is a win for everybody for sure. Yeah. It's interesting because when I was still in higher education, I was doing some online conference and you'd always say like to your kids, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And so, you know, it's college kids, you know, what, what are you going to major in and what, job do you feel like you want to have? And uh, it was crazy that influencer, and this was probably five years ago, was like one of the number one things that a college student wanted to be. And I'm like, how is that a thing? You know, but it really is. I mean, these people, when you do it right and you nail it, I mean, it's a a great position to be in and it's great for the brands. Yeah. Yep. What a revenue stream for these young kids, you know, students who are just trying to get to get started, you know, yeah, I think you're right. It's, they know how to do it. They definitely have a job to science. Well, we're, we're talking about a lot today and I love that it's all sort of that stuff that's like on the cusp of, you know, what's coming up. What do you see uh, coming out from NCD in 2023? So we are just in growth mode. We want to continue to grow, you know, within the current reach that we're in, but as well as expand um, regionally. Um, hopefully we'll do that within the higher ed segment as well. We're really ready to, to continue to grow down, down in those regions. But we, we also have a, a USDA commissary, which I mentioned earlier, which is really on fire with the decreased labor market and the increased need for grab and go. We just were seeing such an influx of business there. Um, we are cranking out more units than we have ever over the, and that place is um, the commissary has been open for over 15 years and we are just doing record number of units daily. So I, I think just more growth as well as innovation within the commissary alone is, is going to be major. And then just continuing to keep an, an eye on innovation, growth and current trends is, is what I envision for, for 2023. That's awesome. Well, and of course, with PFMA, you know, we have a a range of retail members um, from our independent to, you know, large companies. So what are some of the things that you would want our PFMA retail members to know or remember about NCD? So really, we are so unique in the sense that we are owned, well, we, we were four family owned entities, actually five family owned entities that are, have all come together under one corporate umbrella. But really what hasn't, hasn't gotten away from us is our grassroots and personal touch to uh, go to market strategy. So, you know, we realize the importance of any of our customers calling up any of our distribution centers, and they could reach an average of four people that they personally know within these offices that are invested in their in their growth and in their success. You know, we really have a lot of true grit and passion behind what we do that being family owned for, you know, over a hundred years, just from, from my DC. And I know Allen Brothers was over a hundred years, you know, so these companies 
there's a lot of that personal touch that I don't think that you get from a, a lot of our competition out there. You know, we're personally invested. We care about your business and it's true relationships um, and just making sure that we have the right products with that white glove, glove service. So I feel like we really are the whole package. We, we deliver, you know, the, the right products and we have that true passion behind what we do and truly care and are invested in our customers' world. That's awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for talking to me about all this great stuff that's coming down the pike from NCD. It was great to get to know you and the company a little bit better. I'm grateful for the opportunity to talk about something that I love and get to do every day. So that's thank cool. you, guys. Yeah, I can tell. It's <laughs> You can hear it in your voice, which is always great. <laughs> Good. Good. Cool. Well, thank you so much. It was it was great talking to you. Have a great day. Thanks. You too, Liz. Tune in in two weeks as we chat with Anthony Gigliotti of Foyers about their approach to the post-pandemic world. If you enjoy Shelf Confidence, please subscribe and share. Thanks for listening.